The revolution will not be televised. The revolution will be streamed live. Uh, all right. What's up, everybody? Welcome to a brand new, um, still kind of quarantined. I don't know. We're in and out every week. Uh, and uh, hectic, Critical and Thinking podcast, Ty Barnett, Ian, Ian Harris. Harris. Uh, and we have, so everybody out there that's watching live, we started a few minutes late. We said we were going to start a few, few minutes late. Ty is still in the midst of doing his stuff. Um, getting into setting up a new place where he can Moving, do video, yes. all this sort of stuff. So he had to uh, go back to the old place so he could because the internet wheel still wasn't set up. So that's why we're a little bit late. And um, we had a, a different guest that we pushed back because we didn't know we were going to be doing this. So we ended up getting yes. a great guest that is going to be a lot of fun. And Ty, go ahead and introduce. Uh, I want to introduce this. Show. And let me tell you something. When I say, because uh, sometimes we'll be like, man, it's great to have the guest on. But when I say I'm really glad to have this guest on, I mean that because there is so many things to talk about. And it's rare that you see something on television that's been pr promoted and all this stuff. And you actually know someone connected to it. And so I would like to introduce my friend uh, and soon to be former neighbor, Naomi Gibson, uh, who was actually a um, a surviving member of, of a few different things, which I'm going to let her do and tell you. But she was featured and seduced uh, about the Nexium sex cult. But uh, Naomi, will you please give the critical and thinking viewers your formal introduction? Yeah, um, my name is Naomi Gibson. I'm a writer, actor, producer and activist. Um, I advocate for those leaving cults, high control groups or coercive relationships. Um my experience as a second generation survivor of the cult, the children of God, and later finding myself um, a part of uh, Nixium has led me to um, this kind of this work and wanting to expose how indoctrination and course of control works in society. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. So last week we had, she had somebody on, um, we had a, a Stephen Law, who uh, is a is a, a professor. Um, I, I called him English professor, but I just said that because he's a <laughs> professor who happens to be English. English. Uh, and, and and we got on the subject of uh, we got on the subject of the mentality that goes into someone um, joining. Uh, having a cult mentality or joining a cult, but we were talking about it in reference to politically. Um, that's why I'm glad that we could piggyback last week's episode with someone like you and who has been in that mentality, around that, that type of mentality where, and you and I discussed this when uh, when I asked you about the, the documentary, uh, that there are people who, from all different types of backgrounds, super educated, mm -hmm. Who are solid, like like they? You can show them a book. They're they're super solid. And Ian has said this as well. But help our viewers understand that how, how this isn't the stigma of some of saying, oh well, somebody must be easily brainwashed or something like that. Help people understand why that's not necessarily the case and how it can happen in a lot of different ways. Well. Um, it's, it's, it starts with an idea, right? And it starts with a belief system and it starts with the desire to want to maybe do good in the world or be a part of something. And, and systemically we can see it right now happening in our culture. Um, it's happened throughout time. I mean, you want to look at Hitler and what he did. It's any like radical belief system, right. That is coming in a, in an idea of where, the leader is I'm going to save the world. And we can look at it like Trump, right? Trump is saying there's something wrong with America. 
and people are like, there's something wrong with America. And they're like, yes. And I want to be here and I'm going to save America from this, these wrong things and this destruction of America ideals. Right. Right. And people are like, Oh my God. Yes. I want, I want to save America. And so it's that same kind of slow indoctrination of, okay, I have the answer. He has the answer. I'm going to go to that rally. I'm going to go to that meeting. I'm going to sign up for that course because they're saying they have the answer. And it's, and they're saying all the things that we as human beings want, right? We don't want our country or we don't want the world to be, to be destroyed by terrorism or drugs or whatever it is. You know, we, we want to live in a good world. We want, we are inherently, I think, good people. And, and so it doesn't matter your education level of being susceptible to indoctrination of a belief system, because even still, it seems like more, the highly educated you are, the more you are inclined to perhaps do the work of maybe a cult or a religious organization or some kind of uh, radical belief system, right? And I mean, there's so many different gamuts of being recruited into uh, uh, a radical group, right? I mean, for children, it could be um, you are you don't have a family, you don't have right. your people, you are poor, you are you are you know. So people are you're susceptible, right? So this radical group comes and sees this certain um, community, and kind of the same story. So they go in and perhaps they'll give the child a coat because it's cold, a really nice coat. And so then the, uh, the child's like, oh my God, thank you so much. And they're like, yeah, 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 no worries. We got you. We're, we're your family. We want to protect you. We want to do what's right because we see that you don't have, you know, a family, you don't have the protection, right? You don't have a coat. So then in a couple of weeks go by, they come back and they're like, Hey, you know what? I'm going to need that coat back or I'm going to need you to do stuff for me. Wow. Human trafficking right there. Done. The kid is like, of course, I'm, I'll do whatever it takes. I wanted the coach. I can't not have it. I'm going to die without it. And that's, that's the, the slow, that's that being recruited, right? So now the child is doing the crime, whatever that is, what that radical group wants to do. So that's human trafficking, like on a very basic level. And recruitment happens like that. It happens where one person is like, I have the answer. I'm your family. I will protect you. I'll save America. I'm going to make America great again, giving all of those, those words, those key words that are really attractive. Right. And, and so these people think that they're doing good, you know, the people who stormed the Capitol, they thought they were saving America. So when you, when you break it down, like we can, yes, I don't agree with what happened. I think it was an atrocity on America. Right. But if you look at it, how do these people get radicalized? How do these people think this way, right? It's it's that same indoctrination. It's that belief system. It's thinking they were doing something good. It's thinking that they were saving America. Right. And, and, and how noble is that? And in this case, they were primed ahead of time because he'd been saying for four years, it's going to be rigged. If this doesn't happen, this is... And, and setting it up so that there's this confirmation bias that's built in. So then he can go, see, I told you so. Um, so my question, I want to know, how did, what was your envoy into this? What, what was your coat that, that got you maybe the, what was your, what was the first step? Like how, how did you 
meet these people and just I'm just just interested as like that very first little kernel that they got you down their path. Yeah. So um, after my family got out of the cult that I grew up in, I, you know, I was really open to understanding belief systems and religion because I had been forced a belief system from the beginning. Which one and was then that, that by the way? So I was I was a part of the Children of God. The family is what it, really what the name okay. of it is. But the media tends to change the name of of occults. Like you know, Nixium is well. I didn't join Nixium. I joined ESP, which is the success executive success program. Right. I never called it Nixium. Right. Uh, that was just the the main branch of the company. But the media has called it Nixium, and now right. it's it's called a sex cult. Which you know I. <laughs> I, that's not my experience, you know, and that's not a lot of the members experience with Nixium. So, so people who still are believing in the, or indoctrinated into it, they have a hard time seeing what the media tends to, or they're saying it's a lie. You know, there are people who are, you know, today, you know, um, I think a Dateline episode is coming out with um, Danielle Roberts, who was the um, doctor. She's a doctor who, uh, branded women. You did the actual branding. Yeah. 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 She did. Wow. Right. right. So, 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 so you she, were in the family as a child. So I was in the family as a child and then my family got out and um, for, ver- for, for various reasons, but my mom was basically, they wanted to separate our family mm-hmm. and my mom didn't want that. My dad went back in. It was a whole thing. It destroyed our family. It was, you know, and then as an adult, I was working for a company that had various speakers, various experts in their fields coming in and we would um, facilitate events around either book launches or, I mean, all kinds of people, you know, Tony Robbins, you know, yes, Donald Trump was one of our speakers. Um, and we had this gentleman by the name of Mark Vicente who um, had uh, created a, a documentary, What the Bleep Do We Know? And yep. So, and it's all about kind of quantum theory. It had nothing to do with cults or anything, but because of, 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 of him creating that documentary, he then was recruited right. in Nixium. Well, and they, just, just to clarify for those people who don't know, that actually is the, the, I'm very familiar with the, the people, the, what the believe do we know people yeah. that is basically a cult. That's a new age Deepak Chopra and these people. They know nothing about quantum theory. They use the word and they don't even know anything about it. That's become a, a strange cult in and of itself. New age, yeah. If you watch What the Bleep Do We Know, they, they keep presenting this one guy as a physicist. And it turns out he's a chiropractor with no physics training at all. But they keep saying he's a physicist and he's a quantum physicist. And you watch this documentary and they're telling people to get off their medication. Uh, it's got like, that's the one that it's got Marley, Mait- Marley Maitland, like saying, if you're depressed, you should throw away your Prozac and all that, which is the same thing Scientology does, by the way. It's very similar. So I didn't want to interrupt, but for those of you who are like, what the bleep do we know? It, it's all, they're all, they're all hovering around the same basic types of stuff. So I, I understand. Where, so continue. <laughs> right. So, um, and he had actually come out of another cult called Ramtha, which there, um, there's a few members in Ramtha that are featured in what the bleep do we know? Um, and I, I don't, I will never out, out someone, um, intentionally <laughs> if they don't want to be, um, I think it's important as a survivor of, of, a, of an organization, high control group for you to have that um, 
for you to have that experience, you know, if you don't want to out yourself, then, you know, I, I will never. So I won't. Um, but Mark Vicente has been vocal about this. He's in the media. He's in another documentary. So um, and he was the one who recruited me. So he was one of the speakers and um, he was a director and cinematographer. And I was living in San Diego at the time and I was wanting to move to L.A. I you know, wanted to be part of the uh, entertainment industry. I thought, oh, well, I had, you know hundreds of speakers at my time working for this company. Um, but I never reached out to any of them. And I just so happened to reach out to Mark Sinti in hopes to maybe network or meet someone or see if I could maybe potentially get some kind of assistant job or anything that he knew with anyone, you know? And so that's, that was my motive in reaching out to him. Plus I liked what the bleep do we know? I loved all the speakers there. I, you know, I'm, I loved Misery Moto. He's the guy who did the messages on water. You know, there were a lot of people in the documentary itself that, that really speak to, you know, the greater good of humanity. Right. And that's that same idea. Right. I was looking to be part of something good in the world. And so uh, he invited me to come to an intro for uh, ESP and that it was called the executive success program. And, and I will have to say that like Scientology, like they're very similar in in a sense with a marketing campaign, you know, they don't tout a religion. They, they are more philosophy based, more um, human experience based. So that was attractive to me, given my background, I didn't want to be part of a you know, <laughs> anything religious, you know, cause it's just, I, I, I'm more spiritual when it comes to things, but like, I think I don't want to be controlled or conformed. And so, um, so I, uh, took my first five after, well, I was, I'll just go back to how I was recruited. It was pretty extensive. He called me pretty much every day for several weeks, um, until I said yes. And, um, the intro was, was great. You know, it was all these beautifully attractive people in LA in a beautiful house. Um, I think in Pasadena or Beverly Hills somewhere. I can't remember exactly where it was. Uh, 2007 is when I took my first intro. And so, um, and the curriculum in and of itself was a little bit different than it was uh, moving forward um, in terms of really breaking down female and male psyches and not just like as a whole unit of, of like, we are this way, or this is how humans are, you know, as the, as the curriculum developed, Keith Raniere, the leader of the, you know, the architect, I guess, of Nixium, um, really uh, separated how women are and how men are. And that was really at the, at the crux of the curriculum, which I think led to, um, the demise of it really and led to this like this this the him being more i guess confident in creating this slave master relationship um with the women and really recruiting heavily um getting more now he had always had that slave master relationship you know allison mack is not the architect of dos um he had had that relationship and slave contracts from the beginning of Nixium and probably prior to that was just his way of, of controlling women. 
And so, um, and I, and I, and I think that there's, hasn't been enough information about that, which I, you know, it is what it is. I think in a sense, women, when women do something wrong, women are villainized more than men, I think, because it's like, oh my God, how could a woman do that? You know? And, and I think the, the, the thing of it is, is that we have to remember that predators turn victims into victimizers in order to feed their predatory nature. So I got in uh, to Nixium and uh, then did the five day and then went to B week, which was the celebration of Keith Ranieri's or Vanguard's um, birthday. And now, can, I let moved- me ask you really quick on that really quick now, because I always wondered this. Was that something when you came there, that was something that was set up that to honor him like that? Was that an initial thing once it was set up? Or did someone else come up with that idea and say, hey, this would be something Well, see, that's the thing that is very interesting because the company in and of itself was all about paying tribute to someone who created something, right? So if you're a songwriter and I want to sing that song, I'm going to say, this is by so-and-so. I... And that's paying tribute, right? That's not stealing the song. That's not so. So the mindset he created this mindset that that you know you have to pay tribute to the architect of whatever it is, the designer of whatever it is, and so um, that is also what really basically happened with Doss. Is yes, he was behind Doss, but the women are the were the ones who who wanted to pay tribute to Keith and put the initials on you know his initials there and he was in the room when we heard the audio if you listen to seduced um inside the nexium cult india oxenberg happened to find the audio files that um basically talk about the brand and how the brand was designed but danielle roberts in her statement to help um, create lenient or to help leniency for Keith Raniere for the judge, she uh, wrote a letter. And in that statement, she breaks down how uh, the brand was designed and how it was come up with. And, and it makes so much sense because that's the, the crux of Nixium was about paying tribute. And so it was about honoring. And of course, who are they going to honor? They're going to honor Keith the most because he, is the head of the whole thing and created the whole thing and the most smartest man in the world and blah, 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 whatever you want to, whatever they say, you know, basically God, you know, (laughs) that's what happens with these cults, you know, they are revered so much that they are like God. So, um, go ahead. I'm sorry. Continue. So, yeah. So, you know, again, they had this great marketing campaign. I, they showed the V week, and it was, it's basically like a camp for adults. You know, they had a singing uh, class that you sing a song at the end, you know, acapella group, you know, drumming, they had painting, they had poetry, they had volleyball, of course, they had, um, you know, <laughs> then, yoga, dancing. Why do new age people love drums so much too? That's what I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. And, you know, and so, and then they had a play that they were producing that had, they, 
that I helped them produce, you know, like and put on, you know, it's uh, they did Sweeney Todd, which I thought was very dark. And I was like, this is a very dark and twisted play, but it also is the same. I mean, there's a rape that happens. There's child, oh, wow. like yeah. almost, yeah. you know, <laughs> he, he hits his ward that he ends up wanting to marry and he raped his mo- the mother of the ward so that, I mean, the whole thing is twisted. It's a very dark and twisted play. It's a revenge story. I mean, it's beautiful music. It's Sondheim. But like, I was like, this is interesting for a very like positive group. We're doing this very and, dark and, and, play. And, yeah. That's what would trip me out about it and watching it. First of all, because I want to I want to start doing the screen share so people can know the players if you don't know the players. But by the way, just so you know, when I when we watched the documentary, we were sitting there like, because I remember going to a Scientology thing and them saying stuff like, hey, don't you want to get the, don't you want to declutter your life? Don't you want to get all the clutter? And I'm like, who the hell doesn't want their life decluttered? Yeah. Uh, that's that's the that. marketing campaign, right? That's it, right? Saying all exactly. those things. Don't you want to live a better life? Don't you want to do the things you want to, the, all the things that you never thought you could do or the, your dreams, your passions, your goals? Aren't you tired of the job that you have that you don't really want to do? Yeah. And yeah. you want to live your life to your fullest potential and be the joyous self you can be? Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> but, here's, but here's the thing. This is where I, this is where I knew, even, I was, even if I was with all that other stuff, where they lost me were the uh, when he started talking about the uh, he could convince people that raping a child is wow. is acceptable. That was one. And then the midnight volleyball. <laughs> I was like, yeah, God, man, we got to yeah. do it. Well, that's the thing. So if you're not if you're not there, like I only went to Albany one time for that for that um, that one V week. They wanted me to go back every year, and I was just like, man, I'm good. Like I did that. That's amazing but I have my life to live. I don't have 10 days out of my life that I can vacate, go and spend and do all these wonderful things. And yes, I feel great. You feel like such a high when you come back, but like you also are coming back to your life. And I just, I never had that. I never wanted to escape my life because I was trying to build my life. Right. right. And I was trying to be the things that I was trying to do in Nixium and in an yeah. ESP. So so for for me, I always said no. And it was interesting because it was always like, well, don't you want it? Don't you come on? You got to be part of the community. And so and I would see this. So I was helping build Jeunesse, which was the women's group that not DOS, but a lot of women in Jeunesse ended up being in DOS and they had 105 members. And um, uh, the thing of it is, it's like I I, I saw the momentum, right? Well, we got to recruit, we got, we need more members, right? And then V week would happen. And there would be this, this insurgence of whatever it is that they came up with at V week. And then, and then everything that we had built the whole year trying to, you know, do things for Jeunesse would be would fall by the wayside. And I was just like, they don't really care about growing Jeunesse. Like, what is the MO here? And then I would see a lot of the people of the center in Los Angeles, all of them would move to LA or to Albany. And I'm like, yeah. okay, well, it's, how are you going to build a community right. in Los Angeles when all the, the when literally they're just moving everyone to Albany? I'm like, this is a very like cult-like. This is yeah. very controlling. I'm not going to move my life to Albany. Like who wants well, to live in Albany? I will say oh. that's that's part of the success of of I would say like Tony Robbins and and Scientology, is that Scientology does all that, but they also tell you they also help you. They've got a ton of money. 
but they help people build their careers. And then they get so ingrained. You look at all these celebrities that they've helped them protect themselves from, from negative tabloid stuff and build them and do all this stuff to where they're not, they're not necessarily, they have all those other aspects, but they're not necessarily sending you somewhere else. They're helping you build your career with all their money and power, which is so exciting and inviting. Um, Tony Robbins, when, when my wife, now wife, then girlfriend was in college, she was um, working for a doctor and, um, and doing public health stuff. And one of her, for like as an internship, she went to Mexico for a retreat, a Tony Robbins retreat. This doctor worked for them and did health stuff, did health screenings for at the Tony Robbins seminars. And she just went for the credit. Her and her friend went to, to do this, you know, to, to test cholesterol. And she would, she called me and like, you know, she was like, this is, she was there for a week or two weeks. And she's like, this is, she goes, this is really crazy. And she grew up with like, in Catholicism, but with the charismatic movement and some things like that. She goes, this, she goes, I'm seeing all the same signs of, of a cult down here. She goes, it's weird. She goes, what they do, she goes, first off, it's tw- goes 24 hours a day. So it's, you're at a place like a club med where it's all inclusive. She goes, but the seminars are 24 hours a day and the food, you have an hour for breakfast, an hour for lunch, and it's set up. And, and the thing is that there's seminars, the big important seminars are during the same time as the lunch. So everyone's like, can I go to, should I go that's, to lunch? That's, that's that gets you uh, deprived right. your, your, your body, right? Yeah. yeah so, so you're like, well, I could go to lunch, but I'll miss the Tony, Tony talking today. I'm going to go there. And you're up 24 hours. And she's like, by the people who seem normal, who weren't weak and broken down, right? Like you said earlier, the analogy with the kid with the coat, who didn't need that. By the end of a week or two, they were like, uh, sleep defi- deprived, food deprived. You're and, so you're so much more susceptible so much to more. influence when you're tired, mm-hmm. when you're hungry, when you're when you're also in a mob mentality where you have this group around you, right? Where everyone's like, "Oh my god!" And then you have the volunteers, right? The people who are there to help help real people back in, you know. And, and it's a positive and, message and, of better. Or they yourself. see that you're struggling. Oh, bring them out. The right. negativity, bring them out of the room, talk to them, extract them from the situation so they don't taint the, the, the flock, right? And so that's, I mean, right there, yes, yes. And, I, and, and I so, so there's let a me, question, Ty, can I ask this question from, from Jay? Yeah, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, wait, wait, wait. You want to do the, the screen share first? Yeah, let's do the screen okay. share because his question, I think his question will cool. help. Uh, so Go I'm going to play a few. I'm going to play one. I'm going to play the a little bit of the trailer trailer from Nexium, the uh, the seduced thing. And then I want to show some of the players so people can get familiar if you're not familiar with uh, with them already. So let me go to the screen share here. Are we on the screen share here? The, the, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There just, are just, some there are some people right now who are trying to uh, create a false narrative because they're saying our negative. They on on Twitter they they called uh, the vow, which is the other Nixium documentary, and seduced so called documentaries. I'm like, oh, I I just laughed. I thought it was hilarious. Here we go. This is uh this is from the the trailer. This is the one that Naomi is really featured in. Seven years. Keith Ranieri is the most horrific cult leader. I had to ask permission to eat. He was doing demeaning sexual acts. It kept getting more extreme. The cruelty, it's beyond the pale. We don't know how many victims there could be. I had no idea the worst was about to happen. (laughs) 
So that that right there, that is um, that's Catherine. Yeah. And so just so people can understand, that's Catherine Oxenberg's daughter there who was if you see once you see her story, you'll understand how. I mean, they they had their influence. I mean, of course, they went with pe- for people who had money and, and, and power. So, but this is the guy. Just, just <laughs> here's what I always tripped out on and watching the entire thing. I'm like, this guy, this guy, <laughs> and and this dude looks like Tom Cruise after a really really bad week and when he just doesn't do anything. So, but I remember asking Naomi something and I remember specifically bringing it up with this guy and she she talked about how, and, and this is gonna tie into um, JE's question, which I'll let Ian pr- uh, present to you. But once you get this question, Naomi, help the people understand why, because again, me as a dude looking at this guy, and, and then when you hear about his background and sales and how that didn't work out for him and, and how he just kind of reinvented himself and the isolation of going to Albany and this and stuff. So I want to get the question uh, from J.E. Go ahead. And then I wanted uh, to get you on the end there. Go ahead. Yeah. Are you still on screen share? Do you want to? I'm going to stop it. Go ahead. Oh, go. you can go. I was going to say if you guys said something else, you should do it. Um, but yeah, so so um, J.E. asked how you were de- deprogrammed from both cults. And I want to piggyback on that because my question was going to be, so maybe you could answer this in two parts even. How were you deprogrammed from both cults? But also, here's a big thing that, that I am very bad at. Um, Ty isn't too good at either. And uh, it's hard to be, but we hear this from a lot of people that the best way to help people out of these situations is not to necessarily give them facts or ridicule them or combat them because a lot of times it just drives them deeper. And we see this with the Trump cults where it's like, you're like, you're a, you're a fucking idiot. Look at this. Can't you see this? And all it does is make them go, you've got Trump derangement syndrome. And, and that just, yeah, now I'm more on Trump. Like I've had people go, I used to not like Trump, but now because of you, I love Trump. And I'm like, because of me? Yeah. Cause you hate Trump. Well, why do you, what does that have to do with anything? So I'm wondering what are the ways that you feel are the best way to support somebody who you think might be questioning it to, to get them out of it? Like, mm-hmm. do you know of things like that? And then, and again, what brought you in, brought, what brought you out? Well, um, I'll speak to me first and then we'll touch on how to help others. Um, Cause there's things that you can do. There's little things that anyone can do right away. And those are the things that we want to learn, right? How can I help someone who, it maybe is in a course of relationship. It doesn't even have to be a cult. I mean, we can be in course of relationships with our partners. We can be on one-on-one cults with our therapist, anyone who has influence over you and you are not freely, you know, you're not free to live your life. You're not free to make decisions. You are, you feel that you are in a toxic environment and you don't, you know, and you're not, you know, maybe it's verbally abusive. Maybe they, you're financially um, uh, kind of connected to this person and you don't know how to get out. So there are, there are many different, um, different coercive relationships. You know, you don't just have to be part of an organization. I mean, you can be in a, in a job where your boss is using the similar tactics of abuse and the abuse structure to keep you employed, to keep you there and to keep you complacent. You know, and it is it is a, a, it's a form of coercive control. And we can talk about that. So um, initially, I think the idea of being deprogrammed is 
you know, in, in a way, yes, like Nixium, they were physically branded, but I, I do believe that there is a, um, you know, your brains can be branded with a, with a philosophy, right? And you're, you're, you become so indoctrinated into the belief system that it's so hard to not, to unlearn that, those structures, right? And you can see them, but there are still some belief patterns in my own life from when I, where I grew up that I, I normalized and they're part of me. And so um, seeing the outside world and understanding, um, I think really it's about education. And so educating myself about, about control groups, like religious groups, you know, and things like that. And, 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 and how to formulate your own ideas and your own um, belief system, you know, and how, how, influ- how, how, how we are all susceptible to influence and how influence plays such a huge part in our lives. You know, I mean, I can think of it like this. So there's a movie that comes out or a TV show. And, you know, I say to you, Oh, it's dumb. Don't even watch it. Don't even, don't even give it time. It's so dumb. It's the dumbest movie. It's the dumbest show I've ever seen. It's so bad. This and that don't watch it. So years go by, you don't watch this movie. You don't watch the show. And then somehow you watch it and you're like, oh my God, this was the greatest show movie I've ever seen. How could I let that person tell me that that movie or that show was dumb? Now that I've influenced this person who told you not to do this thing has influenced you in your life to not do this thing that could have potentially maybe saved your life or don't watch that documentary. Don't do that thing. Right. And we do that to each other. Right. We, we, we tell these things to each other that, that, influence our, you know, influence each other. So, and it prevents us from living our life. Right. And that's a very kind of like some small microcosm of how influence works and how that can, you know, infiltrate our lives. Right. And, and, you know, so for me, like joining, I think I always had this, you know, I think Nixium being in a cult led me to Nixium because I understood this idea of community, but it also prevented me from going deeper in because I knew I, I could, I saw certain things within Nixium. I mean, even when I was in, um, uh, when I was in my NV week, I was talking to Lauren Salzman and she is one of the, she's the daughter of Nancy Salzman, who was basically the, um, second in command to, uh, Nixium and the face of, of ESP and Nixium and basically the instructor. So Keith would, design the curriculum with Nancy and then Nancy would then teach it and create videos where you learned in the different classes. So um, she was the daughter of, and she was also part of the harem and in the inner circle with, um, with Keith. And I remember one night and obviously I didn't know this, and this was a year prior to her committing a crime. Uh, Cause this is t- 2007 and I, and I was in Albany, you know, isolated. It's probably like day six you know, and I'm seeing this and people are up all night and yes, I'm feeling great and doing all these things, but I'm also like seeing things and seeing how isolated everybody is. And, um, you know, there isn't cell service and, and, you know, and so and, and in, or, in order that, to attend. I, yeah. I remember yeah, asking order, that. I remember asking you why he picked Albany and you said because of the isolation and, and stuff. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, the other Ramtha, they're in this little small town, Yelm, Washington, and you have to drive an hour from the airport to get there. You know, they isolate 
from everyone. I mean, that's what these cults do. It's isolation. It's, it's, it's you versus them. It's, um, or, or them versus the world, you know? And so they're, they're, they have to do that in order to, um, to, to create the community, right. Um, create that safety net, you know, and create that place of like, you know, this is where I belong, you know, because if you have outsiders, the outsiders are going to be like, man, I don't know about that. You know, like, I don't know. I don't know. And you're going to, so you're going to start questioning it. Right. And they don't want you to do that. So, um, and they're very good at tactics. I mean, any control group or anybody who has a belief system has a very good tactic in turning it around on you. Right. And so I asked her, I was like, well, this seems very like cult-like, you know? And she says, well, yeah, I guess so. You know, um, but if there's oh, nothing said, wrong going that? on, yeah, she said, she said, I said guess. well, wow. she said, yeah, she's like, I guess so. But if there's nothing wrong going on in the organization, does that make it a cult? But, but and I'm like, that's, that's really interesting. What, that's, that's really, the, the, they're honestly, the difference between cult and religion is how big it is. And, and, and what side you're on. If it, if you're in a cult, it's a religion. If you're in a religion, the other side's the cult. So, and, and that's how religion gets away with it. They say, well, I'm not doing anything wrong. I'm doing, I'm telling good things and, and this and that, but you know, it's a matter of the scale and what you're doing. And, and that's how they, that's how they get you go. Well, you know what? This is a good thing. I'm helping humanity. And my leader said this, whether it's Jesus or Muhammad or whoever, they said this, and this is what, this is a good thing, but, but there's misogyny and there's uh, all these slavery and rape. And there's all these things that are in there that you let go because you've been convinced, well, this one thing is good. So it's okay. Even if it is a religion, even is a cult, even if it is it, because you're doing something that's good. And like you said earlier, they're, they're playing on, on your benevolence. They're playing on your desire to be a decent human being. Um, mm-hmm. All these, all these Trump people that, that are down the QAnon road, how many of them are like, I'm just trying to stop Tom Hanks from molesting children. What? Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. what they believe. They believe that, that the liberal elite. Well, they plant the seed, right? They plant the seed of thought, right? So Keith mm-hmm. would plant the seed of thought that, you know, if in some cultures, uh, in some period of time, it was okay for adult men to have sex with 12 year old girls. Right. So they plant the seed of thought. He's not saying it's right. He's not saying that that's what he wants. He's not, he's not putting it in that way. He's putting it in a, in a way to where you are thinking about this thing. And you're like, yeah, in some periods of time, they did this thing. Right. right. And you're like, yeah, okay. They did this thing. They, they, they also stone people in the, in the world for stealing right. stuff or, right. or for adultery. Right. You know, like we can mm-hmm. go on any topic really and be like, yeah, they do that in that part of the world. Pepsi Pepsi was also regarded better than Coke. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But what are you saying, Tom? He plants the seed of thought and then over time normalizes this seed of thought and so much so you're in a a class where he's talking about raping a baby. Right. And you don't think because he's talked about so many taboo topics and he's, and he's raised so many questions, you're not thinking that is what his intentions are. You're just, you've been normalized to hear these absurd conversations that you just sit there and you take it, but you're not realizing that you are being indoctrinated and you are being, you're being fed information to help normalize predatory Mm -hmm. nature. Right. You know, it's so great. Like I watched the impeachment trial and Jamie Raskin, um, he, he said this quote by Voltaire. And I, I think it's the perfect example 
of, of a cult mentality. Anyone who can make you believe um, absurdities yeah. can make commit, you commit, commit atrocities. atrocities. Yes. And that is exactly what it is. The, the absurd, you believe the absurd thought. And you believe that, that it's okay, you know, in the children of God, they said that, you know, it's okay to have sex with children. So you believe the, the absurd thought. And then the elders, the leadership are saying to the men, well, you have to go do this thing. And the person's like, well, I don't want to. You know, there was an ex-member who talked about his experience in an interview and saying that I didn't believe that it was right. But then when they came to me and said, I had to go do this thing, I... I, I, I did it because I felt like I had to, for whatever reason, they, they, they indoctrinated into his belief system that that was part of his path. So he then became the victimizer. He was a victim and now he's the victimizer and he committed the crime. And so that's, and that's the same idea. So, so yeah, so that's, I mean, there's, well, let there's, me, let me ask you this. I'm sorry, because and because I always we we always want we, we wanted to do start doing more about showing the other side of this coin and, and how people can come out of this. And, and and I remember talking to you about this and I said and I, I do actually remember when you were saying the things that didn't jive with you. I was like, oh, so maybe she was just uh, cult adjacent, you know, maybe <laughs> just it wasn't like you weren't really in because like some of the stuff like you knew right away, like, nah, 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 I'm not I'm not doing that shit that I'm not right. doing that. And, right. and and then I saw the, the tail end of the documentary where you and the other survivors started going forward and going around talking and doing more stuff like that. So, uh, yeah. by the so way, how do quick, you get anyone, I want anyone real quick, if you have any questions for Naomi, that now is the time to get them up. We will ask as long as she's on. So let me uh, ask you this real quick. And you're talking now to people because I remember um they showed one of the segments was one of the girls who is a stand-up comic, uh, by the way, she does comedy. She comes up and, and it was the craziest thing that she's there in a group of talking to a bunch of college kids. And she says, uh, and, and, then, and she didn't even say a word on things. She just comes up and she's like, everyone, or, or, or she's like doing something with her hand. And she, she just, just kind of motions to everybody. And then she says she for everyone to go. And then everyone doesn't. Right. She's like, see how easy it is to get everyone. To do it what was they want. the cre- It was the craziest thing. Like everyone, no, like, see and, how easy it was. And that's that so idea, ask- right? So, so how do you get out of a cult? How do you help someone who's in a situation that's dangerous, right? And and right. I want to drive home any coercive control relationship, any high control group, any abusive relationship where you are being controlled and you don't, you can't have, you can't say something is emotional abuse. If anytime you're in a relationship or you're in a conversation with someone and you're not allowed to have a thought and that thought is immediately shot down and you're made to feel like what you thought was wrong, that is emotional abuse. And that is a form of coercive control. So, so understanding that we've all been in those situations. We've all have those people in our lives who have been like, no, 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 you don't know. You don't know. No, that's not how it is. And I'm going to tell you how it is. This is how it is, right? Whatever it is, even can, if that can person's you, can wrong. You stop really, can you stop really quick? Because um, Ty's going to figure out that that's what I've been doing all this time on this podcast. No, Ty. No. Sorry. I mean, and that's okay. It's okay to have healthy discussions. But when you're made to feel small and you're made to feel wrong, that's a form of emotional abuse. Yeah. So how right. do you help someone in, 
in a situation like that. And, and you cannot say, you know, I, I really have something to tell you that I think that you are in a cult and that it is very dangerous and, you know, you need to get out. Well, no, the person's going to be like, I don't know what you're talking about. I am not in a cult. I am not in a, in a coercive relationship. I love my husband. I love my wife. I love my friend. I love my family. I love the, my therapist. I love all, you know, no, how dare you come at me? So you, you can't, cause that's immediately, you're going to be alienated just like the Trump people. No, you're so dumb. How could you believe this guy who's telling you that, that it's okay to go and storm the Capitol and, 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 and put a stain on our country and our democracy. How dare you? No, you can't do that to someone because they believe that thing was right. They believe what they were doing was justified in their belief system because they were told that there was something wrong happening, right? right? Whatever it is. So, so it, you have to be inclusive in your conversation with this person and you have to really try to understand where they're at and you have to build a level of trust, right? It all comes down to trust. Because they trusted the leader, the co-leader, the relationship, whatever it is. And they're in complete trust with this person, right? So much so that they are willing to do things outside of their moral compass because they, they believe it so much, right? So you have to build a form of trust and dialogue. And say you have a family member or someone that you really care about who's in, involved in something that's very dangerous because it is very dangerous, and we're seeing that now, how, how susceptible people are and how dangerous it can become. I mean, people died in the Capitol, you know, people, people died in Nixium, you know, people died, there's a hundred, you know, people die and commit suicide as, as ex-members of, of the children of God because of the abuse, because being a part of something so nefarious, it's, it's even if you didn't have abuse happen to you a hundred percent of the time, you know, it, it, being involved in something is really hard to comprehend as it's as, as so negative, right? When you're there to be part of something that's quote unquote good, right? And supposed to save the people, you know, and, and supposed to be godly or whatever it is. So you have to build a level of trust and you have to build a level of, of understanding of, of, of it's, it's not your, they're weak. It's not that they are, um, uh, there's something wrong. It's, 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 they believe something and they're so wholeheartedly involved in the situation. It's like the same victim mindset of a, of a physical abuser, right? They keep going back to the abuse because they have, they feel like that is, that is the only way for them to feel love or to feel that they, that's their only option. So it's about finding other, another realm of options for them and seeing that, that, that it's, it's okay where they're at. And, and in order for them to see the truth, you can't alienate and you can't accuse. You have to just be there for them, support them. And hopefully at some point, you know, and, and really help them question their belief system. Well, I was well, why say, do you believe that? Thing? Ask, why ask do you feel questions. that way? Yes. Yeah. Why do you feel that it, it's okay for you to, um, for someone to have that much power in a country where they're not accountable for, for committing a crime where they can say, I could go on fifth Avenue right now and shoot someone and I wouldn't be arrested. Well, I think I think that's why do you think anyone should have that much power? And also ask you the know? questions that you know the answer you know the answer to. Uh, I just gave something to you, Ty. If you do you see it in the in the message, I want you to share this really quick because this is just totally right. As you were saying this, I'm like, oh, I got to pull this up because I've been sharing this today. Um, uh, did you see the picture uh, I gave you? 
Yeah, when you get it. So the pe- you should people know better too, or they should. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm we're talking about Trump people right now. The, the religious, the Christian, white Christian evangelicals, they're supposed to know their own religion. Of course they don't. But those that do, the small percent that do, you can ask them these questions. Like, here's something. So there's the 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 um the should just be called QPAC or whatever it is. Just the um the conservatives uh convention uh, that they're doing this this week. Oh, uh, CPAC. Yeah, CPAC. Yeah, it should be called QPAC. Um, huh. <laughs> but, but yeah, so CPAC. There, there's this um statue that, that, that people show. The video of them coming, bringing it in. And I just showed shared ties. We can put on the screen share the uh, photo. I can't. I'm, I'm trying to pull it up. I can't find it. Oh, so in, in the messages. Oh, shit, maybe I sent it. Wrong, maybe I put it in the wrong okay. message. Oh, wait, here we go. I put it in the wrong, I put it in the other message. You'd send it a different message. Here we go. Um, there you go. Um, so this is something that, that okay. if you look at this picture, Hold on, you know you, anything about the about... Bible? I will pull it up. All right, Keep cool. Going. So if you know anything about the Bible... This is absolutely insane to me that this is be, this pic, this thing, this statue is being pulled into CPAC, um, and people are applauding it. And, and oh, I saw people yeah, videotaping yeah, yeah. it. Yeah. But for anyone who doesn't know what what this is, is there? It, it's a this is basically a statue where they're 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 calling Trump the golden calf. If you know the Bible, uh, the golden calf was created by the people to worship. And then, and the people who turned turned away from God, as Moses received the Ten Commandments, um, and gotcha. The golden calf is a symbol for not worshiping an idol, a single person, mob mentality. Um, that's what the golden calf in the Bible, the golden calf parable, is about: not turning away from what you say you believe and worshiping this other idol. And they are literally um, bringing in a a golden trump that is meant to look like the golden calf, and these Christian evangelicals are applauding this when, in their own book, this is the symbol that says, "Don't worship this. You're being torn away from your from your own God." What did I say, Ty? The the reason these people get away with the pussy grabbing and all this sort of stuff because they don't because Jesus or whoever they 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 worship is no longer their God. They have they no. have compl- they don't give two fucks about Jesus. They just want somebody to follow, and Trump is it. And they're showing you. They're giving you a golden calf trump in a fucking statue and they're saying this is your god now we even in your old god stories it says don't worship this and we are saying worship this and you are saying yes we're going to worship this fuck the bible so anyone at cpac who's going oh look at this trump you are saying fuck the christian bible because this is the symbol of fuck the christian bible and i it's bizarre to me i wonder how many people even know that that are there i wonder if you ask them that question oh you know you know? I can tell you a lot of people don't know that. <laughs> I can tell you a lot of people don't know that. Just like a lot of people don't know the Bible that they quote. They just know the Bible. It's, it's kind of like saying, I know uh, <laughs> I know Michael Jackson sings a lot of songs, but a lot of people don't know Mama Say, Mama Sa, Mama Kusa. <laughs> so so it, it's a lot of different things in there. And this is why, like I said, this is why it's great to have Naomi on because... Yeah. And, and, and 
this is what I wanted to try to ask you. Uh, this is what I wanted to ask you as far as what you have to try to do now with people. How easy is it for you to help someone avoid their first coat? You personally, like how easy has it been for you to help someone, a young lady, a young man, avoid taking that first coat? Um, well, I think I personally haven't been in a um, intervention situation. Um, I, I think this journey has led me to more expose and tell my story in, in terms of um, helping see. Now I, I have, you know, someone very close to me right now who I think is in a course of control relationship and it's very dangerous and um, very dangerous because there's a lot of what happens in, in a course control type relationship is there's isolation that happens and they want to isolate from the family. They want to isolate from your friends. They want to take you off social media. They want to control your whole world, right? They're the ones, they're the, they're the, they're the reason they're the answer. They have, they have it all. And they want to, they want to take away from the safety net that you've built around you. Right. And they're the safety net and they're the ones that have the answer. So what I have been telling the parents in this situation is you can't, they've already done the bad thing. They've already said, this person's bad for you. This person is not right. This person wants to control you. They've, they, they've already, they've already alienated. So, so now there's this level of the, the fabric of trust has been gone. So I tell them that you, they have to rebuild the trust. They have to rebuild that, that, that structure of, of the, 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 the love bond between them saying that they're good because what, what this person is doing is they're tearing, they, they tear down your, your, your person, they tear everything down so that you need them. Right. Well, you're nothing without me. Don't you see, don't you see you're nothing without me. And, and that's a very simple thing. And, you know, and, but that's that control aspect, that's that emotional abuse. So, so what they have to do is as a family structure, you have to help and you have to go in and you have to say, or a friend structure, even you have to say, Hey, like, I think you're amazing. I think you're great. I think what you're doing is amazing. And I, and I, and I, and then you have to ask some questions. Hey, I need your advice on something. Hey, I, I, I really think that you, you have the knowledge about this certain topic and I'd really love your insight. So right there, you're uplifting their spirit. You're giving them self-confidence. You're, you're, and you're, you're building that bond trust with them and saying that they are, have value and what they have to say is, is important. Right. And so then when the bad, terrible thing happens, hopefully it won't be that bad. They'll go to that person. They'll go to you and they'll say, Hey, I'm not in a good situation. I need help because they've, you've been there for them and you've supported them through this. And that's, I think a lot of times what we do is we alienate. Well, you're so dumb. I can't believe you would stay with this person. I can't believe you would go in QAnon. What are you thinking? What are you, what are you thinking? Well, I, I just, I, I think there's something wrong going on in America. And I, 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 I want to be part of the answer. I want to be part of the solution. And I'm, I'm, I read these things. Haven't you read these things? You know, I, had, I had a friend of mine send me some videos and I'm like, they're talking about the pandemic, you know? And I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Is this Alex Jones? Who? Okay, you don't know who Alex Jones is? Wonderful. Send me the videos. You have to watch them in this order, though. This is how I send them to you. You have to watch them this uh, order. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then immediately, what do I do? What do I do? I go to the, re I go to the, the reviews. I go to the, the comments. 
I see how, where it comes from. It's some guy who's a follower of Alex Jones. I say to my friend, I'm sorry, I cannot watch this. This is part of Alex Jones. And I don't believe um, what he is, is telling the people of the world, because I I believe that he is um, uh, all about uh, shock factor and trying to build a following based off conspiracy and based off of this very, very, very narrow minded rhetoric that is creating a lot of horrible things in the in the world. And I think a lot of people who follow Alex Jones are part of QAnon and it's all hand in hand. I mean, the cannibalism, the the, the pandemic, all of that is is based off of these people feeding into that idea, feeding into those things. So I immediately like, no, and you need to really check your facts and check your sources of where these things are coming from. And the guy didn't have anything about Alex Jones, but in the comments, it talked about it. Oh, Alex Jones brought me here. Yep. And I'm like, so so let me ask you this because now in, in that, and that right there, knowing to not look at this or not take it seriously because it's by Alex Jones and to go back to the thing of the golden dump. I'm, I'm sorry, golden Trump. Um, oh, yeah. Thing. Same idea. Um, yeah. It's, it's, it's in that same vein. Like like Ian said, like this goes against what your Bible says. You can see it, it's a literal. But you can't rationalize. They're always going to have they're always going to have an explanation. They're always going to be like, no, that's not what it is. They're always going to have be able to rationalize the irrational, right? They're going to they're going to always rationalize the irrational. You're going to come to them with facts. You're going to come to them with, don't you see what you're doing? This is against Christianity. Well, when was the well, last they, time they, you they, went they, to church? They, when was the last they, time you went to church? I went to church on Sunday. I'm more Christian they, than Christian. They did that. You know? They did that specifically. Remember, Ian, and I told you the friend of mine that and I had worked. This is an actress that I'd worked with and we had great conversations. We talked about kids and all of this type of stuff. She became a Trump person. And remember, uh, it was around the time of the, uh, the pedophilia. And they said, Joe Biden smelling someone's hair is equivalent to pedophilia. And I said, well, how about Trump actually being named in a rape charge? And they're like, that didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so... It would be how many women came out? I think 24 women came out against Trump. Yeah. And and they just went under the rug. Well, it didn't happen. It didn't it it, well, no, it doesn't matter. Those are accusations. I have video of Biden smelling his granddaughter's hair. But okay. (laughs) Yeah. It's it's so but 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 that's how the media twists. That's how this that's how they twist it. It's all about twisting the narrative. It's but, all but about, also, about shifting also, the narrative to, to help feed into the monster of whatever it is that you want to believe. You also need or to, you want people to believe. You also ha- are responsible. Like we talk about Marjorie Jonathan Taylor Thomas Green. She <laughs> with this I'm allowed to believe shit. No, you're also allowed to fact check. You're allowed to take a class on critical thinking. You're allowed to understand the scientific method. You're allowed to 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 look and figure out which things like these pandemic people, you know, there are peer reviewed scientific journals. You can ask a geneticist. You can ask the world's doctors. There are facts out there and it's a, you still have the onus is still on you to use critical thinking skills, use logic and find the facts. And if, and if, and if when you resort to the fact checkers are wrong, fact checking, I've had somebody say fact checking is a liberal conspiracy. So you're admitting that facts are li- have a liberal bias. Okay, but fact-checking fact checking is a liberal conspiracy. Whose facts, I've heard people say, whose facts? Well, 
this is the problem. Right. And this is the problem. This is the problem when, when, when the story, it's no longer about the story, but about the, the, the slant and the bias around that story. Right. Because if we were just to tell the facts, right. Someone died on fifth Avenue. Right. We know the fact, but the way they shift it is um, this person was a part of this thing and was then killed based off of their belief system. And the liberal media wants to, wants to hide and control. And then all of a sudden people are confused and like, Oh my God, I'm not, I'm never going on fifth Avenue ever again, because I believe that what the, that guy believed and he was just killed, you know, it's in, in a sense, that same idea. Right. And so, I mean, Tucker, Tucker Carlson from Fox news, he's the, he has the most, uh, uh, people who watch, most people he has he has the largest um, viewership viewership of any uh and i just learned this of any um uh news anchor right on his yeah. show which he's not news and by the way he's he just said and he just said that he can't find QAnon's information QAnon any information on QAnon on the website on on the internet and he said that to, you know, however many millions of viewers. And if you do a simple search, if you do a simple search on the internet, you will find where QAnon lives on the internet. And he can't find it. So then people, so it doesn't exist based off. So now he's feeding this rhetoric to people and people are like, oh yeah, well, QAnon doesn't exist. So it is created by right. the liberal media Which to, is to, funny to, to create fear. Those same people are literally reading QAnon. They're reading it literally and going on, on 4chan and 8chan and on the QAnon blogs and all this sort of stuff saying and saying, oh, it doesn't exist. You're on it. It's the same people. There are people at, at the, um, the, treason, the treason rally. Um, I don't want to call it an, an insurrection. It was a fucking traitor treason rally. It was a wannabe civil war. They were there, you know, busting through the door, live streaming, going, fucking Antifa, basically. Like, and l later on, those same people going, it was Antifa there. Motherfucker, that's you. Live yeah. streaming, breaking a window with a fucking fire extinguisher and then saying, well, that, that was Antifa that was there. It's like, well, and, and, and that's why I think the, the, the confirmation bias comes in, but also to what Naomi said earlier is that you will rationalize the irrational. You, you, sure. you, will, you will do it because rationally, you know, you were expecting Trump to come in on a chariot and behead all of these quote unquote pedophiles. You fully believe that you, you, you planned the day you took a trip. You did all that. You got all the, the gear, QAnon gear. You did all that stuff, hoping for this to happen. And this, cause you rationalize that yeah. you rationalize that a dude who was literally named in a rape charge <laughs> with the pedophile who is dead. Now you rationalize that that never happened and that that dude was going to save against pedophiles up until the very second it didn't happen. And right. now you're like, no, nope, then it must be somebody else. And, and, and this is why I say sometimes it's hard for me because I, and this is why, this is why I asked the question that I asked you is how easy has it been or how, what kind of path have you been on? To, to when you can you spot somebody can you see someone that is going down that rabbit hole and are you compelled as as a survivor to be like well listen. my what i say what i say is is 
and it, and it usually comes down to relationships and I see things in a relationship or I see people having a certain type of, of, um, conversation. And I say, you know, it's okay to believe whatever it is that you want to believe. And just because your husband or your wife or your friend or your boss or your pastor or your president believes something doesn't mean that you have to believe it too. And, and I think that is, that is the, the crux of it all, right? We try, we put so much trust in the outside. We put so much trust in this person that we don't, we don't take accountability ourselves and say, well, no, actually I, I, I don't think it's right that we did that thing. Or I don't think it's right that you said that to me, or I don't think that it's right. And we don't say those things. We don't trust our gut. We don't say, because we don't want to create conflict. We don't want to, um, we, we doubt ourselves. We think that, oh, well, maybe they do. They're so confident. They know so much that, that, you know, he's the president of the United States. You know, I really personally, Naomi, I didn't, I did not think that our president, the United States president had so, had, had so much influence until he was touting hydroxychloroquine <laughs> and two people in Nigeria yeah killed themselves the next day because they took too much of hydroxychloroquine. And there, there was, and, I, two, and that's when I realized I was like, taking, well, yes, in America. Cleaner. Yes. <laughs> yes. People in Arizona the next day died too. And, 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 and yes, I'm sure. But I, I did not realize that our American president it's... traveled so far globally to influence people in a, in a country that is not being governed by this person. And, and well, that's when I was like, holy fucking shit, we really have to really look at who we're putting in office because the whole world is looking at us and, and we are the example. And you see it. You, I, I saw a governor got um, elected in, in um, Ontario, Canada, who has taken away sexual education. Teachers right now today in 2021 are not allowed to teach sex ed in school in Ontario, Canada, or, or they will be fired today, 2021. They're, but, the they can governor, sleep, but they can sleep with the children. That's fine. Of That's course. totally fine. I mean, come on. You know, but like, you know, it's, and, it's, and, and, and they're supposed to learn it at home because it's not something that an institution should teach. So how many they, kids are going to are going to now? either get themselves into trouble, have um, teenage pregnancies, this, that, and the other, or, 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 or not be accepting of the LGBTQ community because their parents don't believe those things and they're not learning that in school, that there are all types of people and all types of love in the world. So, and that's a direct relation. He was, he was almost a copycat. He almost looks like Trump. Same thing happened in, in Australia. Uh, you know, a, a similar guy got an office who is exactly like a Trumpy. I mean, look at Boris Johnson. I mean, Trumpy. It's like all these different, and look at Venezuela. Look what's happening there. It's all these different fascist regimes are coming out because America allowed this person to have power. Well, but, and I, I think a lot of that, the reason why that happened, and I know we got to go soon, Paul. I know, yeah, but. Oh, yeah. um, I think a lot of the reason why that happened is because, and this is the core, I keep coming back to this, is a lot of white people feared losing power. They still do. They still feel, which is why they gave it all to one of the worst possible white people you could give it to. Now, when I say that, I mean, this dude, his track Wait, record- Wait, didn't you know about- that Hillary was evil? Yeah. Hillary was evil. <laughs> 
She's know, a, exactly. she, a lot of people don't know that she's a ninja. Didn't you know so, she's evil? So when when you when you see this spreading over to like a Boris Johnson, when you see this happening in these other countries, in these fascist regimes, regimes, you're seeing people trying to hold on to what to something that they believe only they should have, as opposed to sharing the wealth, sharing the resources, sharing the knowledge and all that type of stuff. Part of the reason why black people weren't allowed to literally weren't allowed to read, because if you were allowed to read, then you were you were able to think. And if you were able to think, then you were able to women, too. Women, you know, too. We weren't allowed to go to thing. university. We were only allowed to be wives or teachers. And then even exactly. then, the, the school wasn't we weren't we weren't allowed to be professors, you know, we weren't allowed to That's take right. higher education, you know, and right. and, you know, because we were property of men. So, yeah, so, I mean, so this, is, this is why I say a lot of this mentality was able to flourish because of the root of what what a lot of these countries in, in, in America included wanted to they either want to push for which is weird because it, it'd be women also voting against their own interests but don't get me wrong we also recently saw black people voting against their own interests and gay people as well by the way i'd be interested to see how many gay or trans people are still republican now knowing that over 200 republicans voted against protections yeah and you but, know what by uh, the way Ty, by the, really quick on that there were three republicans who voted for it Last time when it came up, um, a similar bill, I'm trying to remember what it was. There, was no, there were actually six Republicans that voted for it. So the Republicans are actually going backward on civil rights and LGBTQ. Yeah. They, there, there are fewer Republicans this time voting for basic and human remember, rights you know, than there were last time. But, but this is why I say at some point, I told you in, in, in Republican politicians are going to do what they do because it works out for politicians that i i even though it, it angers me it frustrates me it doesn't surprise me what surprises me and this is why i said you know having guests like naomi on is that when the common person doesn't see it when you don't see as a gay or trans person that these people are voting against you when you're well, a woman you, you and, you it and you still go with it. That's the other thing. You, you see still it go you with well, it. It's interesting. Sarah Silverman did this, um, this uh, kind of show where she went around and talked to different people in the Bible belt uh, about this very thing. And there great, was, the, was the, like the something America was really good. Yeah, and there, was you, this, there was this one, yeah, there was this one uh, conversation she had with a woman and I think it was in Georgia because it was that governor. I can't remember his name right now who was, who had been exposed about um, uh, molesting children and, and having relationships really with young Roy girls. Moore. Yes. Roy and, and I think so. Yes. And so, so, so she was like, and they were voting for him. Right. And she, and she, she asked this woman and she said, listen, like, I don't, I don't understand why you would vote for this person who did this thing. And she, and she was able to rationalize it and say, well, this is how it was. And this is that, this is that mentality. This is how it was when I was a child. Why should the future have it any other way? I was abused. Yeah. I was victimized. I was, I was put in this position. Why, why shouldn't, why shouldn't, and that's that, that's that idea of like, okay, cause it happened to you. So it should continue to happen. It's and, and, but it was, but she was able wage. to rationalize. Yeah. She was able yeah. to rationalize that 
and say, well, it happened to me. Why should that? Why should it? Why should we, why should other women have well, have it any other look at, way? Look, look at people with the, the college college arguments, the minimum wage arguments. Right. People are literally saying, you know what? I had to pay stu- which, which is funny because most people saying that didn't go to college, but. It's um, I had to go to college and I had to pay for it. So fuck the future generations. So they need to, it's like, it's just such a weird, but that's the American mentality of I got mine, get yours. They distill this bullshit that you can pull yourself up by the bootstraps. And and the guys like Trump were like, I was just giving a $30 million loan. Like I didn't do any, I just pulled myself up by my $30 million. how is it ever going to get better? Exactly. How is it ever going to get better? And that's a thing. Like, that's why I think we have a a regression and a progression, right? And we, we, the minute we take like with Obama and with Clinton and with, I think with Democrats, there's this integrity behind it, right? There's, there's, you know, there's, there's, Yes, I think it's harder to be a Democrat than a Republican because I feel like the the, the Democrats have a certain ethics and certain right. codes and certain set of guidelines that you have to be in order to that, be that accountability fucks and accountability right <laughs> and and it sucks because if you see it and you're like don't you don't have to Al Franken it's okay that you did that it's not okay that you did that but it's okay you shouldn't have to resign but because there's but because there's an ethical breach there there's because there's this 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 thing that 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 democrats are like no i'm sorry you crossed the line and you can no longer be represented and we can no longer represent you right but with with republicans it's all about um, excusing Ted Cruz. You know what people were saying about Ted Cruz going to Cancun? Well, you would have done it too if you could afford it. Right. See? They, uh, which, 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 which tie? Isn't that what I said before? They always say, it's always that thing where, well, that's what you would have done. And I'm like, well, no, no, that's what you would have done. You I now done. know what you would have done, but I wouldn't have done that. And then they'll turn around and they'll go, well, since you wouldn't have done that, you should hold yourself to a higher, higher. Per- so now if, yep. uh, if Governor Newsom were to do that, They'd be like, yes, but he's better than us because he's a liberal, so he should be held accountable. We're not going to hold Cruz accountable because he—we know he's a shitbag. And we'll he goes to one that. dinner. That poor guy goes to one dinner, and I and, 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 and everyone's pissed. And it's right. like, it's like, but, well, didn't you go to a dinner too? Didn't you do something they, they, that was wrong too? These, oh, because he's a human with, being. He's not allowed to make mistakes. But like, yes, this, you know what? He that what that did piss me off, and I am sure. pissed off at him be. for doing that. You know, and I'm pissed off. I'm more pissed off at at Ted Cruz for abandoning a state during a yeah, time a right. crisis where people died. It's like, oh my well, god! Yeah, Tammy just, says it again. She goes, "Is justice versus loyalty?" And that's exactly that's, yeah, the difference. That's, that's, that's really it. what it is. One side is for justice. One side is for loyalty. At all are, costs. They, I, no one can say that Republicans aren't literally ride or die. They yeah. are. They are right. Yes. They are right or die. So we need to roll, out. by the way. We got to bounce. But let me say this because you, Naomi, have been one of the best guests. Thank Super you, by informative. The way. You, you, I mean, I can't thank you enough for doing this. Uh, our audience learned a lot. I really wish we could have done this sooner because I, man, a lot of people would have seen um, this kind of tie into a lot of stuff that was going on all seemed like all at the same time. So uh, let me thank, uh, let me thank you again. First of all, tell people where they can see you beyond here. 
Yes, I um, we have I have a wonderful website called seducedocumentary.com where you can go and share your own story and read other stories for um, uh, of, of high control groups, course of relationships and any type of thing. So if you do have a story to tell, we'd love for you to submit your story. And um, the documentary that I was a part of is Seduced Inside the Nixium Cult. Love it. Love it. Uh, I want to thank our uh, viewers, Derek, Chad, Tammy, J.E., uh, I'm sure I missed some people in there. Alan, uh, it was some people in there earlier. Melanie, Melanie, Athena, Ro uh, Rolando, uh, Karina. <laughs> yeah, J.E., uh, yes. I think you said. Chad. Yeah, we had a few people here at the end. Tammy, Derek, as always. Um, and that is That's it. it. That was all the people that made comments um, today. And as always, I'm going to let Ian close this out in a second, but as always, empathy it's one of the things that's sorely lacking in the world, empathy. Just because you are okay doesn't mean somebody else is okay. And the fact that you realize that other people are not okay is one of the things that can help to make the world better. So um, you can find me at comedian uh, comedianthybarnett.com, which has links to all the other social media platforms. Uh, and I'll turn it over to Ian. Yeah, you can find me at uh, ianharriscomedian.com or any of the social medias, but ba but we should do just every, every Friday at noon Pacific time, tune in critical and thinking podcast. We go live on Facebook every noon, uh, every Friday at noon. It's facebook.com slash critical and thinking like the page and you'll see, we'll do updates. Ty likes uh, has been posting some, some promos. We didn't get a chance to do it this week because of uh, the whole situation, but we'll be back on track by next week for sure. And then um, new studio next week. Yes. And then we get, then it gets posted up uh, on all the, Podcast sites, iTunes, Stitcher, all those. Uh, usually, Paul can clarify this. Is it, is it the following Monday? Um, it's up and you can download it, share it, listen to it in your car, share it with your friends. Please do that. Go on, like, subscribe uh, to our page, to our iTunes, all that sort of stuff. And if you want to help us out and give us money, we are building. We're, start, we're working on some stuff. we got some interns coming in to help us out. So we've got a patreon.com slash critical and thinking. And... Um, We'll be starting to do some extra bonus material here pretty soon. So critical.com, uh, I mean, uh, sorry, patreon.com slash critical and thinking, not the other way around. Um, and that's it. That's it. Thank you, Naomi. Uh, thank you so much. Thank you critical for having me. Podcast. I appreciate it. Yes, thank you, Naomi. It was really great. You guys great. are great. Appreciate thank it. You. Ty Barnett, Bye -bye. Ian Harris, out. Peace.